thank you for downloading the local paper review podcast with the Romford Recorder and Time 107.5. It's time to see what's been happening in the local papers. I'm joined in the studio uh, by Beth Wyatt and Rafe Blackburn from the Ilford Recorder. So we're going to be chatting through the papers. Uh, we've got the Romford Recorder in front of us as well. So first of all, before we get into it, how have you two been? How's life? Yeah, all fine. Yep, very, very well. Thanks for having us on. I did notice the umbrella looking pretty good. Well, Rafe, you've gone with the the waterproof jacket. Yeah, brand new, nice, yeah. fresh green Mac. Nice, which, uh, nice. Has actually kept the rain out for once. Beautiful. And I'm thinking your umbrella is not as new. No. Did you notice the um, spike sticking out the end? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Little bit, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> does that help to keep the weather out? Um, no. 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 It's funny that isn't it? I just find whatever the price of the umbrella, it will break in about two weeks. Really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Maybe at the end of this, if we have time, we'll do a little charity whip round. Can you get Beth an umbrella? She needs an umbrella. Um, but before we do, let's let's. Well, how have things been in the news? Let's start jumping into the papers. Which one we're going to start with? Yeah, and um, we're going to start with Romford's front page. Okay. Um, so this is, I mean, the biggest story in the area this week. A really um, heartbreaking one. Um, so Ricky Hayden, um, he died confronting four masked men, and they were armed with machetes outside his home in Chadwell Heath. Um, trying to steal a moped. His dad also came outside um, at the commotion and he's still in hospital. So it's been a you know really um, tragic event for the community this week. Um, Ricky is really well known. He was a bodyguard at um, Romford's Kosho, um, also worked for the council and his dad's also done some sort of security work for um, this morning in the past. So mm. two very well-known people. Um, yeah, very, very sad story. Yeah, it's a terrible story how it developed so quickly as well, isn't it? Because at first... Was he, it was taken to hospital, but they, th- well, they thought knew it was serious, but it wasn't, well, no one knew how bad it was going to be so quickly. No, no. And then obviously, you know, find out that he'd sadly died from it. Yeah. Um, they think his dad will probably make it now. Um, he's not in a life-threatening condition. So obviously, um, you know, that's one bit of good yeah. news for the family. But um, the yeah. community response has been strong, hasn't it? The way in which he's been, um, I'm not sure what the appropriate phrase is, the... The uh, what's actually I'm sure it'll be in the newspaper. What is the the phrase for when you do such a display on a street for uh, for the the passing of someone? The uh, I think the the, the word that uh, newspapers often use is an outpouring of grief. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. No. It's been a quite quite remarkable. Um, the the vigil uh, was. I th- from all, all accounts, there were there were well, from our account, there were hundreds of people there, um, and there were some uh, great speeches by um, his sister. His sister also posted a really heartbreaking photo on Facebook, uh, which I don't think we chose to include in our paper, but I think some of the nationals used it, um, which was of her holding Ricky's hand after he passed away. Mm. Um, so that was was really emotional, uh, and I think people have come together because you know he was. He was he was standing up to he was standing up to the criminals. He 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 didn't think he he didn't want them to get away with it. Mm. Um, and I don't think anyone would expect people who had apparently come to come to steal a moped would actually have machetes. It's kind of beggar's belief, really. Mm. Yeah, that is the the injustice of it all, isn't it? The it, the criminal side of it. Because every so often you get the newspaper stories of people who stand up to criminals, and the police will always say be careful about this because yeah. the, the newspaper will often go you know 
have a go hero, something, something. And the news, the, the police will say, this, be careful that you shouldn't be getting involved because look what can happen. And then you hear this this type of story, which makes it even more heartbreaking that, it's, yeah, criminals who are just turning up to nick a moped are coming so alarmed. It's easy to spiral into that, what is happening mm. to the society type rant, but it feels like sometimes it's justified. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I do think... Uh, I think we've actually had a conversation about this kind of thing like six months ago on this show. Um, I do think that this, judging by the the reaction from uh, what well, our paper, the Romford Recorder, and how much I mean, I think it was on the in the front page, the front end of all the the national papers shows that it really is a pretty unique event. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I I, I I guess people can't help but be be worried. The people, the uh, burglars have decided to go out with machetes. Mm. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> well, people can read more on this. So it's the front page of the Romford Recorder and romfordrecorder.co.uk. Yeah, and um, also we've got a special on 8 and 9 as well, um, where it goes into a little bit more detail and some more tributes on our letters page as well. So Okay. Uh, so story number two on the way, to give me a little hint, a little tease about what we're going to be talking about. Uh, so that is about it is some squatters have been gr- given the chance I mean you think squatters dream they've been given the chance to take over uh, a pub and build it up into a community project let's jump into story number two in the local paper review joined today by Beth White and Rafe Blackburn story number two squatters yes so um, some listeners may remember the bitter end pub um, in Monford for a previous story um, this was a pub which had a massive fire on Boxing Day um, which made the pub um, obviously quite derelict and since then we've heard a few bits and pieces really um, some concerns from um, a conservation group in the town about you know nothing's really been done about it it's mm. become you know going to become an eyesore um, but this week we actually have um, an interesting follow up um, where six squatters have actually taken it over with permission from the owner to um apparently turn it into um, some sort of a community space. So, am I just being picky here? Are they squatters if they've got permission by the owner to be there? Um, I think they're kind of uh, life lifestyle squatters. Uh, is that a thing now? I, I think it is. <laughs> well, the, 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 the guy, Charlie Sanderson, said, I've been squatting for a few years in protest at the housing crisis. I don't know whether he's now not a squatter. Yeah. Uh, I guess you, you kind of... Uh, you kind of, you kind of, uh, le- I suppose you're. Well, I'm not going to get into the legal ramifications of yeah. squatting, but yeah, but now I he's. If uh, you've got permission to be in a place, you're no longer a squatter, are you? Yeah, I f- yeah, I think maybe squatting is more, yeah, kind of more describes the uh, the, the vibe going on. I mean, I suppose it's quite interesting. You, you with these kind of derelict buildings, you kind of expect they're going to be turned into flats or something. Whereas the idea yeah. with this is uh, a, a community. I'm not entirely sure. It's going to go back to the community. It's going to be for the community, although um, uh, uh, quite an interesting mix uh, for, it says, music, graffiti and arts project, a safe space for hackers, anarchists and activists and children. So I'm not quite sure how that those those different groups are all going to fit together. But I've never done much hacking, but I imagine <laughs> having kids around you making noise, you must be like, oh, I'm trying to focus here. I'm trying to break in a kernel and get through a back door. And they're making that noise, but then I've never really been a hacker. Right next to the, the ball pit. The ball pit and the hackers <laughs> yeah. uh, can go slot in right and nicely next to each other. I must admit, when I read this, I thought, what a 
great idea because you've got people effectively mm. volunteering time to make something happen. Yeah. But the only thing that's, that's sprinkled a little bit of uh, salt on me, uh, me cornflakes there is the phrase that you said that actually things like this normally become flats. And if there's one thing that actually we do need is way more accommodation. Yeah, this is a great idea, but now you've added the word flats in there. I think, oh, yeah. would it have been better if it got turned into flats and more people could have places to live? Yeah, but at the, at the same time, I feel there's quite a lot or obviously that there's a, as we know, a, 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 there's a massive shortage in housing. But at the same time, there's a, I think these community centres, or if it does turn into a community centre, so many, so many towns are just turning into blocks of flats. There's a, a loads of people campaigning at the moment against aspects of the local plan in Redbridge. Um, because obviously they need to turn things into flats, mm. and these people are saying, if ever as a flat, why, you know, if it's just blo- ends and blocks and blocks of flats, what, why would people want to live there? So a balance does has to be st- struck. It is. It, I'm interested to see what happens to it, and the, the building is still owned by a separate company who have given these maybe squatters. Uh, the they've they've let them do this. You know, I'm guessing it's some. I don't know. They they may. Will they want the return on their money, or how's it going to work? Mm. I don't know. Right, as soon as you start bringing money into it, yeah. I mean, I don't know what hackers pay to rent space. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? if if I were a hacker, I probably would do that at home rather than in a place that openly says this is where some <laughs> hackers are. I've never tried to evade the police in that way, but that's probably. Yeah, just to get the kids to distract them. Not a bad idea. But and, as a project, though, this is a great thing, isn't it? If we if we if we take on board the idea that it's a bit more nuanced than just thinking more housing is good, then this is the kind of thing that is great for a community. And so if if the people who own it aren't too snippy about the return on investment, this is something that just gives to the community. There's no downside to this at all, is it? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, obviously, it depends what this community space is, um, because in the interview, um, as Rafe was saying, they haven't kind of given any details of what sort of provision they'd want other than just, you know, music and art and stuff, which is obviously quite general. Mm. Sounds good. Um, but this is quite a historic area of Romford, um, where um, when we've talked to the conservation group before, um, there's obviously Haven Museum nearby. Um, there was another old pub called the Woolpack, I believe, which is... Um, pardon <coughs> um has been conserved um so kind of kept as it is with a nice original architecture so mm. yeah i think in this case if it you know did just become flats or something i think that'd be maybe a strange place for that and it'd be nice to have something in keeping with the historic side of things mm. i mean there are these kind of places uh, i mean w- whatever it turns into they they are becoming kind of pretty popular across London I know there's a a few in the centre of town where they've just turned it into like a skate park and a graffiti area and like tourists are like literally flocking there so I think um, people do like to see you know um, public spaces have something different done to them Obviously, we just need to wait and see what is actually going to happen. Yeah, with the hackers, we know there'll be the hackers. Definitely going to be some hackers. <laughs> We're probably getting all, this all wrong, and it's just yeah. some New Zealand uh, rugby yeah, players. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just a typo. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, so story number three on the way. Give me a little hint. What we'll be talking about? So uh, this is the seriously uh, glamorous subject of uh, con- MP constituency boundary changes. <laughs> With a tease like that, who wouldn't want to hear more? <laughs> we'll find out about it that. It is one. important, it is important. So we have in the studio Beth Wyatt and Rafe Blackburn from the Ilford Recorder. It's the local paper review. This story, this is an Ilford Recorder one, isn't it? Yeah, this is. Uh, there is a piece in the Romford Recorder about it, but it is 
not as big a story because there's not not as much changing. I think there's a couple of wards are moving uh, from. And I'm not into that. Andrew Rosendale's Romford constituency is gaining one more ward, but uh, uh, the rest of the Havering wards, uh, Angela Watkinson and John Crudis's, are staying pretty much the same. So, so it, the big changes are in. Yeah, let's get it all in, in order. So, uh, if I would say, what is boundary change? Why is it happening? Let's start okay, so um, in the in the coalition government, um, they basically ordered to cut the number of MPs uh, from 650 to 600, and they wanted a more even spread of uh, the number the number of people in constituencies. So uh, they were varying, I think, f- quite substantially from about 50 or 60,000 to 90,000. They wanted them between 71,000 and 79,000. Okay, so... So far, so good. That that does make sense. Where this has been criticised is um, partly um, people are concerned that there'll be more work for less MPs. Um, so uh, there'll be less MPs doing more work. Uh, the, the population is, is rising and we know. Mm. And one of the other reasons it's been criticised is because it is taking... Uh, it's not done on population figures. I'll probably slightly speak up. To, it's done on registered voters from before the last local elections in the e-referendum so at the end of 2015 and um people are saying that they well when i say people it's mainly labor are saying that um those are inaccurate um and labor are the ones complaining because they're the ones suffering the most in terms yeah, of people who suddenly disappear yeah yeah labor's losing out they are going to lose it seemed I think twenty three or twenty four seats, and the Conservatives will lose fifteen. Uh, some of the Conservative big hitters will could stand to lose their seats. So George Osborne, uh, the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Pretty Patel. Um, George Osborne said he's all for it because he, he he thinks it makes it fairer. Hmm. How this affects uh, Ilford is that. Um, basically, uh, the the Ilford South constituency, which would cover uh, Ilford, um, Seven Kings areas, Newbury Park, is completely going. And the whole of the centre of Ilford will be split into four different constituencies. Uh, so it is – this is slightly strange um, uh, – the, the the exchange shopping centre in Ilford is actually going to be in two different constituencies. The high road is going to be in three different constituencies, and it, uh, I I do understand why they are trying to even out the um, number of M- yeah. the MPs, but it doesn't seem to take account of g the geographics of the area. That's the weird. Thing. I mean, the maths of it makes sense. Well, the ma- maths of it kind of makes sense. If you say you want to have fewer MPs, you can't moan about them all having more work. That's just simple maths. So where everyone kind of was on board with that, oh, we'll save some money. So clearly they're going to have to do some more work. Otherwise, where does the saving come from? And then the idea of having the same number of people or an equal number of electorate to vote. Otherwise, one person's vote means more than someone else's. But then when you slice a building down the middle and go, well, we're splitting this between two different wards. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Just move the boundary around the side of a shopping centre. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Ilford South... uh uh, at the last election, it f- had um, seventy-eight thousand p- people. So that is banging them what in what they wanted. Mm. But because um, th- they've had to move around some other uh, constituencies to fit it in, um, uh, it, uh, Mike Mike Gapes's constituency has um, been uh, has, has disappeared. And he's he's spoken quite strongly about this. He said uh, the heart of Ilford has been torn apart. Um, he 
said the, the constituency's existence since 1945. It contains the uh, town hall, the police station, the hospital, Valentine's Park, and now, you know, th- this has been torn apart, people. Are all of those things going to end up in different areas? Because that's, that argument would be negated if all of those things were still... I mean, they're still going to be in an area. Yeah, it's they not will. Like they're not being represented. They will. Um, I mean, I think, I think personally, I can understand uh, the desire to even up uh, the boundaries, but I, I don't really... I don't, or, I think the, the 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 amount of I, th- I personally think there's they don't need there doesn't need to be less MPs. I think MPs work pretty pretty hard already. I mm-hmm. think giving them uh, more work um, uh, at a time when yeah the the population is increasing and uh, the the electorate has in, has increased since this study was done. Um, to me. Uh, that that doesn't make sense. But just going to add a little caveat here. Uh, this still does. This is only the first stage of this consultation. Uh, so there's going to be uh, there's actually a consultation about this in Romford Town Hall. There's six around London. One's going to be in Havering Town Hall in Romford, um, and then they're going to send out some other plans, and then they'll be voted on in Parliament. And are the, the, the question that I'm I'm not sure about is are loads of MPs who will stand to lose their jobs uh, by voting this thing through are they going to do that yeah that's the turkeys for Christmas thing that everyone's yeah. been using that phrase yeah the well George Osborne will yeah that's he, one of them. He, yeah I, he said that and I was like are you going to I'm not sure I think maybe in the next three years you know when he's um, but you say that, but I think if George Osborne's point of view politically, he's kind of done. He's he's mm. had his day, and he's not going to struggle money wise. So I think he will be. He can vote for Christmas and go like, "Yep, bring it on! I'll go and retire with you know whichever island my money's on." Mm. And uh, yeah, head out there. So um, now, so Rafe, you've been swimming in that as a, I as have, a story. Yep. Beth, does <laughs> it? Have, have you had enjoyable times around the office when there's been a lot of discussion about that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, no, it is really interesting. Um, I think. Well, we've also had some letters this week about it as well. Um, and yeah, I think on a Redbridge level, the concern is there's areas you know which are going to be paired in in new wards which don't have any connections. So, for example, um, Keith Stanbury from um, the Good Maze Resident Association wrote in this week. Um, he was actually saying he. Um, sort of led something against this a few years ago where these you know these murmurs started happening because mm. um, he's concerned because Good Maze is obviously in the borough of Redbridge but under these plans it would be put into the Barking constituency and obviously you know even though those areas are quite close he'd say you know Good Maze doesn't have anything to do with Barking and you know is it going to get the representation it needs from from that area obviously it already has Barking and Dagenham oh sorry just Barking um, Dagenham and Raynham obviously another constituency so yeah there's quite a lot yeah. of opposition bit of concern about representation the only way that to follow that logic then you just end up with loads and loads of MPs if every if if you don't want to pair up anywhere that feels like it has in some way a bit of a cultural distance mm. to the to the war that it'll be in then you just end up having to have lots and lots of MPs yeah i mean i, th- I don't think there's really an easy answer to this um i would say that the the ilford south constituency like i said has been around since 1945 and um, I think it makes um, a lot of issues, obviously, uh, mixed between, between issues with the council and with M- issues that MPs deal with. Mm. And when someone like 
Mike, who's been representing the area for 24 years, um, when he he just he mainly deals with Redbridge Council, um, then it's easier for them to work together. If one MP is split into like four different boroughs, that's when it, I think it can get a bit confusing, mm. and um, yeah, work isn't done quite as efficient, efficiently. Yeah. Well, looks like fun. Although last time they wanted to do a boundary change, was it 15 years ago and it didn't happen? Uh, they they put out some original proposals for this. So there, there was some proposals before what we've had yeah. now and it got voted down. And So there yeah. is a chance if when, when the MPs have to vote on it, if enough of them are thinking, like, oh, I'm going to be doing myself out of work. Yeah, I think it will look quite a bit different to yeah. what it looks like at the start okay um so in the newspaper oh well i forgot to ask because uh, the column is now in the ilford recorder yes, a team it's it nice is. to be part of the team i feel like i'm part of the team now <laughs> in the ilford recorder i got like one nice tweet about that as well so oh, least, that's good someone reads it there we go um so it's in the ilford recorder it's in the romford recorder that's out today as well uh, there'll be a podcast of this on the website romfordrecorder.co.uk thank you very much for coming in i'll speak to you again soon thank you thanks steve Thank you for listening to the Local Paper Review podcast. You can hear the next one live Friday, 2pm on Time 107.5.